It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, I mean, it was better in many ways, but the Wild still lost to the Ottawa Senators in a game that they just flat out should have had. And so we will break down all of the action on today's Locked On Wild postcast. You are Locked On Wild Postcast, part of Locked On Minnesota on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into a Locked On Wild Postcast, recapping a 2-1 to shootout loss to the Ottawa Senators here today. Uh, thank you to all of those who joined us for the live stream during the game today. That was a ton of fun, but uh, the game itself, kind of a snoozer. And yes, I think you can say that there were points of this game that were better than uh, this team has played uh, previous to this game. But as we've seen so far this season, you get better work on the penalty kill. You get, you know, better work in nets and better work defensively. And then the offense just completely goes to sleep. It just... Again, the consistency just continues to be an issue with this team. And what on earth was going on in overtime? I mean, you have Kirill Kaprizov and uh, Matt Zuccarello, who force, I think, three consecutive turnovers in the offensive zone and managed to get zero shots on net. That You can't have that. You can't have that with those guys in that spot of the game. And it just felt like all in all, this team played better, but the moment that Ottawa tied the score, they turned to playing not to lose and everybody got tense. Sticks were being gripped tighter. And so you come out of what should be, I think a, uh, a promising step in the right direction with just another game similar to what we've seen so far this season. It's just that the offense you know, was not able to uh, make up for better work defensively. And uh, I mean, let's let's start with the uh, the lead story here. Kirill Kaprizov one shot in the entirety of a uh, a game. It I, I I don't know. And in overtime, had the puck right in front of the net. And he is waiting for Matt Zuccarello to crash to pass it to him when he has an opportunity right in front of the net to try to go wedge one, um, uh, wedge one behind Forsberg. And he hops in that situation to pass because he doesn't want to shoot the puck. Dean was exasperated after the game. Uh, Russo asked him point blank, what's going on with Kaprizov? And he took a good, I think, two or three seconds to answer. And he said, he said that they don't know either. I don't know what is going on, but it's something that's, it just is leading him to be a complete non-factor. Non-factor is the, is the only way to describe what you're seeing from Kirill. And Alex and I talked during the stream. I thought Kirill was skating a little better in this game. But he's just not generating. This offense didn't generate enough chances in uh, in this game to be able to come away with a win. And so that overtime was infuriating. 
I figured we were headed to a shootout the day that Gary Bettman endorsed shootouts as a great part of the game. Um, just, just maddening down the stretch, and it erases what was some uh, some better effort for this team in the key areas. Penalty kill looked really good. They went to a diamond formation. It looked like on the penalty kill and focused more on just staying home and defending the net and making plays there. So that paid off. Philip Gustafson looked looked good in this one, facing a uh, speedy Ottawa Senators team that um, was was able to get plenty of chances. Gustafson was, uh, was 30 of 31, and the one goal that he gave up was just a... Uh, just a, a nightmare change. <laughs> I mean, y- you get a puck that's turned over and sent all the way back down and you immediately try to change all five guys. Ottawa has um, one guy on the far side of the ice and he's able to walk up unchecked. So you're, you're seeing some of those, um, some of those mistakes that are leading to goals for the opponents. And so I, as much as I want to, take um this as a sign of progress you can in key areas but in some areas again it's still just more of the same so it, i i don't know what it's going to take to get Kaprizov um back on track but you you got to do you got to do something and i think Putting him further down in the lineup, dropping him off the top line, n- not treating that top as the top line for a while. It, you you have to do something because he is just he's listing through these games, and this team is not built in a way in which they can offset his lack of production by um, by just being a passenger. And so I. That is, I think, the most infuriating thing here is you are seeing opportunities for him to shoot the puck and they end up being passes to opponents so that they can shoot the puck um, rather than Kaprizov taking the shots himself. It, it is just so off of what we have seen in uh, in previous seasons and it just every game it just continues. So I, I don't know what needs to happen. I don't know if Bill Guerin needs to sit down with him and say, you know, pull your head out of your behind. I I don't know what's going on. Um, it's it's just it's concerning every game that it happens. So, you know, Gustafson was better. The penalty kill, if they can continue in that regard of how they played today, should improve. But Today was the offense not generating enough. And so it's just pick your poison with this team. And that speaks to, I think, what uh, a lot of people have been saying from the get-go, which we've tried to delay. It's just it's not it's not a good team at this point. It's not a good team at this point in the season. And um, these issues just continue to plague this team every game that they play. So a very boring game to be honest, uh, in this one. But uh, great that Marco Rossi was able to grab his sixth goal of the season. Dean talked about him after the game. Um, 
just continuing to be one of the um, one of the best players on this team. Rossi continues to be one of the focal points for this team, and uh, he just continues to do all the right things. He's winning faceoffs. He's winning puck battles. He is playing aggressive. He's playing confident. How about him being the net front guy on that shot from Brock Faber, getting in front of the goalie and uh, tipping that one in for a redirection? He continues to get rewarded for doing all of the things that this coaching staff wanted him to do last season when he was down in Iowa and working on them. He continues to be rewarded for putting that extra work in. It's a great learning opportunity for a lot of different players on this team to take his lead, and uh, they need to try to do um, as much of that battling as Rossi is to this point in the season. So take note of uh, what Marco Rossi is providing to this team, and there are plenty of uh, players higher up in the lineup that could learn from that and uh, and use it on the ice. Now, obviously, not having Ryan Hartman in this one was tough, but Nick Patan and Vinny Letary provided uh, plenty of of good minutes on the ice when they were out um, out on the ice against the Senators. So those guys continue to uh, to make the most of their opportunities, but got to find a way to get more shots on net and more opportunities against a very beatable goalie. And what's going on with the number of times that this team comes in with a pass or a shot and are trying to fling a backhander at the, um, at the goalie, like any, does anybody else notice? It seems like this team is, is sending a high volume of backhand shots. Zach Bogosian had one. Um, there, there were a couple of others where they're just, they're trying for backhands and you know, I, do you need to get better position going in towards the goalie? You'd think so, but I don't know. Just, it, it speaks to more that this team just is not confident in what they're doing to the point that anytime the opponent scores on them, there's a mentality of here we go again. Here, here comes the the goal barrage that uh, is going to be too much to overcome. So, some positives, but again, just kind of the same, kind of the same old, same old for this uh, wild team here um, in this one. We'll get to your comments as well as taking a look at tomorrow's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because yeah, you, you get the Ottawa Senators here today, and congratulations, your reward is playing a team that uh, that hung seven on you the last time you played them earlier this season. So we'll talk about the uh, Maple Leafs game as well as we continue today's Locked on Wild postcast after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Game Time. If you are someone like me who loves to live in the moment, you have probably gone through the ticket buying experience the day of an event the day of a game, the day of a concert, the day of a comedy show. You probably have also dealt with expensive tickets or worst case scenario, you show up to the event the day of and your seat is obstructed. Nobody wants to deal with any of that. Game time is here to help make your ticket buying experience as stress-free as possible. They offer last minute ticket deals. Plus, most importantly, views from every seat in the venue. 
Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Today's Locked on Wild postcast is also brought to you by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot for people to handle, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change. Something to look forward to, something to make you feel grounded, or to give you the tools to manage everything going on. If you have thoughts of starting uh, therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNHL today to get a 10% discount on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNHL. Minnesota Wild lose 2-1 to one in a shootout to the Ottawa Senators here uh, this today. Um, and let's get to your comments because uh, it was just another one of those, I think, kind of listless games um, for this Wild team. It was boring, um, but again, you got to find ways for this offense to get going. And when it's not the offense, it's the defense, it's the goaltending. It's just put all the problems for this team on a wheel and spin it. And uh, you'll probably be pretty close as to what is ailing this team on a game-by-game basis. We talked about it a little bit already, but Mike noting that uh, things are not okay in the uh, the world that is Kirill Kaprizov. Again, I just I can't believe that at the end of that game, right in front of the net, and he's not even looking to shoot. He's looking just to pass to Zuccarello to give him an opportunity. There were like four other Senators players in the area, three, since it was three on three, three Senators players in the area that all get to that puck before Zuccarello does. And it just leads to a mess. It creates just all sorts of chaos. He is not, something is going on. And I don't know, we've speculated on injury, whether it's lingering injury, if he's just not trusting his ability to do all the things that he did before the injury, something else is going on. He just, he seems distracted. He seems disinterested. He is just not even, um, not even close to what, um, what he has been previously. Now it is interesting. We'll, uh, we'll get to these Gary comments. And then I want to make another point as well. I recommend a line of Rossi Kaprizov and Johansson put Zuccarello on the second line. I think Kaprizov will do better with two guys who are fast and skilled. I I would be all for giving that a shot and seeing if that is uh, kind of the, the shot in the arm. Uh, Matt Boldy, another player who we have talked about not looking like he needs to early on in the season. Matt Boldy, I thought, looked really good today. He had a couple of opportunities in which he came real close to scoring, but he was shooting the puck every time that, uh, that he got it and uh, was was just being aggressive, which is going to be what gets him going. Being aggressive and taking, op- taking advantage of opportunities to shoot the puck 
is uh, is what's going to get Boldy back on track. And so you put Zuccarello, who is uh, a playmaker on that line, I think that would be fine. Um, I, I think they just need to continue to try different things and not just rely on the Zuccarello chemistry to get him out of it, but just continue to try different combinations um, to uh, to get Kaprizov out of whatever on earth this is that continues to uh, to happen to him. Gary also noting, I was on the Fire Dean bandwagon, but now I'm not. This is a mediocre team. Parody rules the NHL and the Wild are a middling team at best. I, honestly, like we're, I think, seeing what is going on with these uh, these cap hits to Parisi and Suter is that there is a ceiling that this team is just not going to be able to get over. Um, and, and so we knew if we go all the way back to the start of the season, we knew that this was going to be a rough year. We knew that at some point, not being able to put enough skilled players on a team and 14 million can, uh, can buy you a couple of pretty good ones, not being able to put those types of skilled players on this team. There's just going to be a ceiling that this team cannot get over. And I think we're seeing some of that, especially with Kirill Kaprizov, just not looking anywhere close to what he has in the past. That's a hurdle that this team cannot climb either. So yeah, it's, it's a team that's, that's not a hugely fun watch right now. Um, and I guess we'll we'll see if Kaprizov gets out of this, um, what that will do to uh, get this team back on track. Dan joining us. What's up, Dan? On a positive, the defensive structure looked better as a whole than pretty much any game this year. Yeah, absolutely did. Uh, the Wild did a better job, I think, of not letting as many shots get to Philip Gustafson. There were a lot more shots from the perimeter, which allowed for Gustafson to have easy opportunities to uh, to make saves because he was able to track them all the way. So I think the defense played one of its better games so far this season, but um, it just, it, it it's something that, you know, you get that fixed and now another tire is flat on this team and that the offense and the power play can't get going. So, you see positives, you see penalty kill defense and goaltending positives, and then you just you see continued things um, that continue to go wrong in other areas. We are underselling, I think, the fact that Freddie Goudreau not being able to assist in the shootout has led to the Wild not being able to win in shootouts. Um, I'm very anxious to see what Goudreau looks like because in the few games in which... Um, a few games in which Goudreau played after that hit he took courtesy of Ryan Reeves against Toronto. He, um, he looked, he, he didn't look right like at all. And so getting an opportunity to let that injury heal up, we'll see if Freddie G can be uh, a little bit of a uh, shot in the arm for this team. Um, when, when he comes back. Um, NASCAR Kelly joining us when I heard Kirill's parents were with him in Sweden. I was hoping he was going to look better today. Unfortunately, he, uh, was worse. And so it's, um, it's, I, I don't know at this point, it's not nothing. It's, it's a little bit more, I think, than, um, just a, a slow start 
at this point. Quadrum, curious take. Cap has always been a little quiet when speaking, but he's always played loud. But lately, he's playing much like how he's been with the media. So I wonder if it's due to the A being too much. And that could be, that could certainly be part of it. But um, at, at this point, um, it just seems like something is is very wrong um, to the point that he just is not able to do the things that he has been previously doing. There are a lot of different possibilities, but um, it's it's just something that it just it doesn't look good. Sandell, even Ovi had off years. Yeah, he, Ovi has had all players have um, you know rough stretches. But I think the thing that's concerning is it just passing up these shot opportunities. It'd be one thing if he was shooting the puck a ton and just not um, it, just not making, not scoring. It'd be one thing if he's just still getting the shots up, but he's not. I mean, you go through the entirety of a game against a team like this with one shot on net, and it, it that's that's what you can't that's what you can't have. Um, I, I just want to point out as well, um, Todd mo- wondering about Ryan Hartman, and I know it was answered in the comments, but uh, Hartman was uh, was sick today, which is why he didn't play. And Dean Evison said after the game, they're not sure um, what is going to uh, what's going to happen with him. Hopefully, he is able to play tomorrow. But again, his was illness, not injury, uh, which is a relief. Um, but uh, that that was another guy that they probably could have used uh, in this uh, this game today. Um, yeah, the shootout too. Those shootout attempts. I mean, Zuccarello missing, Kaprizov going. You know, trying to do almost the same thing on that left side, and then Erickson X move just uh, completely missing the mark on the back ends. Yeah, it was it was a team that very much I think just is gets so tense if they're not leading that they just they revert back to all sorts of really bad um really bad habits and you know I think that's why we just continue to say that this team needs a win in the worst way they need like two or three wins in a row just to get back to playing how they uh how they have in previous seasons uh wild win tomorrow if Toronto plays Reeves and Klingberg <laughs> I mean Johnny Klingberg has not been particularly good for Toronto this season and had a chance to hop on with uh, a couple of uh, podcast hosts that uh, talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs on the regular. They're not fans of uh, what he has brought to that team. And so you throw in the fact that Reeves is essentially a non-factor. If they both find their way into the lineup, you could very well be right that uh, the Wild need you know, something like that to uh, be able to get them back on track. It could be the other way, though, that you play the Maple Leafs. Those guys both get in the lineup and Reeves scores his first goal of the season and Klingberg has like four points. That just seems like that's how this uh, this coin uh, tends to also go for this Minnesota Wild team. Uh, Sandal, the Wild just need to heat up at the right time just to become the new Panthers of the playoffs. I mean, at the end of the day, if you get enough points to get into the postseason, you're playing your best down the stretch, and uh, you know anything can happen. We've we've seen teams just get back on track right before the postseason starts, and they play their best hockey. The Panthers absolutely did that last season. Um, 
it's uh it's I, I just would like to see some signs that uh that things are are moving in the right direction collectively and yes defense was good today penalty kill was good gustafson was good um it was uh it was better in some ways but again offense couldn't couldn't get it done power play 0 for 4 um and in ot you're essentially just skating through it to uh get to the shootout uh those those are the things that uh that you can't have um yeah so i at at this point that's about all i got for this one uh we will do it all over again tomorrow we'll have the uh sweden stream for you in the morning then we'll have a postcast breaking the action down afterwards so make sure to uh, join us then as we hope that the wilds can end their sweden trip with a win against the uh, toronto maple leafs who we saw what happened the last time the Wild played Toronto. It was uh, a 7-4 to four loss. They were down 4-3 to three at one point, and then all of a sudden Toronto just completely uh, beat the brakes off of them down the stretch. And so uh, we'll see what happens. It'll be flurry tomorrow. And uh, one of these games, hopefully Kaprizov gets his, his ass figured out because this is it's a concern. So that's... Um, that's that's it yeah as dan notes if reeve scores tomorrow it's all over pack it in don't you speak it into existence i i probably jinxed it because gary bettman today talking about the shootout saying that there isn't um there isn't a shootout problem in the nhl um and then game goes to uh a shootout and so um yeah just it's just my luck but uh yeah that'll do it Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for uh, for hanging with us all day long. Ron was with us in the stream. Uh, a lot of uh, those folks that are in the comments right now were with us for the stream today, too. It was a lot of fun. We uh, we had uh, a lot of fun with uh, both the stream and uh, and now the postcast, too. And we'll, uh, we'll do it all over again tomorrow. Um, so make sure to join us then. But uh, that wraps up yet another Locked on Wild postcast. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already and uh, find us on your favorite podcast platforms. We will catch you for tomorrow's game with yet another edition of Lockdown Wild. 7 a.m. puck drop tomorrow uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we'll uh, we'll catch you bright and early for uh, yet another game for the Minnesota Wilds. Uh, see you tomorrow. Wild fall 2-1 to one in the shootouts. That is today's Lockdown Wild postcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.